Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lay Bear podcast, an audio experience designed to decode leadership and inspire action. Being a forward-thinking leader and game changer, you've tuned in to discover pragmatic tips and hints on leadership from the very best leaders. Each episode is dedicated to sharing pragmatic stories from the field and more importantly, real examples of what successful leaders are actually doing to deliver at pace. With so much to share, let's hand over to your host, Graham Wilson. So welcome to our session around operating under pressure in, in tough conditions. And I guess you know, we're all in, in tough conditions at the moment. So I'm delighted to be with a, a good friend of mine and colleague, Phil Davis, who's in deepest, darkest South Wales. Welcome, Phil. I guess all the, uh, the rugby aficionados will know all about Phil uh, from his playing career and coaching career. Those who don't know Phil, he was a very successful international rugby player. Over 350 appearances for the left league, I think 46 caps for Wales, and he scored 21 points for Wales as well. So versatile forward. And since retiring from rugby, he's been coaching elite level for teams like Leeds, Scarlets, Cardiff, Wales under 20, Worcester, Namibia, the national coach. He's just come back from the World Cup over there. Working at an elite level, either playing or coaching at an elite level for a long time, and being able to operate under pressure in, in tough conditions. So it's delighted to welcome you to this, this session, Phil. And I think in today's world, a lot of people are going to really enjoy your insights and ideas around what you've learned over those years. Well, thank you, Graham. It's lovely to be uh, here and chatting to you. Yeah, it's, it's been developed uh, over an, quite a number of years, actually, and you know, through some of the good times and the bad times. I'm in a, a career of 30-plus years in in elite sport, in this case, rugby union, you know, you learn, you know, uh, a lot about yourself, you learn a lot about others. And one of, one of the, the performance frameworks or the mental skills frameworks that, that we've used over the years is, is called a red to blue framework. And that's been, I think, the, the, the most um, user-friendly, I think, and simplistic way of developing uh, a mental skills framework. And, and basically, it's all about making sure that you focus on 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 preparation or the process of preparation, and not the outcome. Uh, and also make sure that you control what you can control and what you can influence. You know, yeah. it's, it's no good worrying about the weather, for example. I know it's an easy one to put out there, but it's no good worrying about the weather because the guy upstairs is in charge of that. So you you can't control it, obviously. So it's all about things that you can control. You know, how you behave. Um, how you uh, how you prepare, how you eat, how you speak to people, how you show respect, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, those are, that's that's the way that um, over the years we've looked at developing a framework. Basically, control what you can control and influence, and every everything else and everybody else takes care of themselves. Yeah, good point, Safiel. And how did you? Um, I like the idea about focusing on controllables. I think it's very easy in in times like now to start thinking about all the things that perhaps you should be focused on, but actually not the ones that you should focus on. Uh, I, I see a lot of where a lot of leaders are getting very um, operational, very tactical um, and, and forgetting about the people. So, you know, it's an interesting concept that. Tell me, how, how did you use the framework over in Japan then? Because obviously you just come back from the World Cup. So lots of lessons from from there, I, I'd imagine. How, how did that how did that framework work with the, the Namibia national team? 
Well, there, there are a few examples, and, and I'll sort of highlight them during the course of the discussion. But in Japan, you know, Namibia is, is a tier two country, and it's a semi-professional uh, setup, basically. We have a few professional players playing around the world, but we're not at the same level of, of New Zealand and and uh, and South Africa, Wales, all the tier one na nations, as they're called. So, you know, we, we, we had to look at a system for the players and management in order to keep them focused, you know, on the process of preparation and not any particular outcome. You know, we always want to win, but Namibia playing New Zealand or South Africa, there's no way that we're going we're gonna to win those games. So it was all about trying to focus the players uh, each and every day in order to arrive at on game day as best prepared as we could be in order to be competitive. And, and that was a key thing. So we, you know, we go through each day and, 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 and we'd make sure that we reflected on, you know, on Monday, on a Tuesday morning, we reflected on what we did on Monday. And we just asked them, look, did you control what you can control yesterday? And, and how, how can we improve that sort of during the course of today? Because a couple of the boys are always focused on, on the final game against Canada because that was a game we felt we could realistically win. We were number 23 in the world and they were number 22. Whereas the previous teams were, well, one of them was the current world champions and one of them was the future world champions. So we had to make sure that everybody enjoyed each and every day rather than worrying about the future. And that is the beauty of this framework. It's not past or future focused. It's present day focused, which is very, very important. And that's how we did it. And uh, and, you know, the feedback we had, everybody enjoyed the tournament because we, we did actually take that day-to-day -day focus and controlling and influencing what you could be and being a good person within that as well and looking after each other. And yeah. it worked really well. That's a good good point there, isn't it, Ryan? The fact that, you know, the, the past has happened. So all you can do really is learn from that. You can't, there's no point worrying about it. Just learn from it. And I guess the future hasn't happened yet. So what you can really control is the here and now and being in the moment. I think that's a that's a great lesson, isn't it? Really. So, so first lesson there was focus on the controllables, what you control. Of. Second one is is really about taking a step by step approach and being in the here and now uh, and being really focused on on the moment. Some yeah, some good good insights there. Um, where where do you think you know the the pressure comes from, Phil? So yeah, we all. I mean, obviously in the game of rugby, that's very intense, and uh, yeah, there's players bashing each other on the on the pitch sort of thing. So. In the game of elite sport, I suppose, and rugby, where does pressure come from? And, and I guess, how does that then relate to us in the, in the business world? I, th I think for, for us, what we've looked at, we've broken it down into, 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 into three things, really, or three areas, three words. But it's, it's, it's expectation is number one, scrutiny number two, and, and consequences number three. And, and when, when you look at all those things, that's where the pressure comes from. And again, another example on our Rugby World Cup qualifying campaign for Namibia, which was back in 2018. You know, the, the team were odds on favourites to qualify in Africa. We'd been the champions for the previous three years. You know, and the expectation and scrutiny on the guys was, was immense. Mm. So, uh, you know, and also the financial consequence of not qualifying for the union was unthinkable because if we qualified, we, get, we got extra grant money from World Rugby who do an amazing job in developing the game around the world, uh, you know, and, and we've been party to that process of high-performance grants. So there was massive expectation on the guys. And, 
because we were we were odds on favourites, we hadn't lost a game for three years. It was very important to make sure that the guys were not complacent. You know, yeah. they understood the expectation on them, the scrutiny that was going to be on them, and also the consequences, as, as I've explained, was a little bit financial in, in many ways, and the future of the union was at stake. So the process was basically focusing on the process of preparation rather than the outcome of, of the qualification. And again, I go back to controlling the controllables, controlling yeah. your own performance, and, and that's really what, did, for me and for us, that's what really drove our performance improvement. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'll go into that in, in a little bit more detail shortly, but those are the three things, expectation, scrutiny, and consequence. And if you can recognise uh, when those things start coming into play, um, yeah. and if you can do sometimes you can do like a pre-mortem rather than a post-mortem, if you like. Yeah, you know, like terms yeah. because you know you, you, you can sit down and actually do exercises and think right okay what could possibly go wrong and we actually did that with a guy called Calvin Morris who was part of Clyde Woodward's 2003 World Cup winning team Calvin mm -hmm. was you know uh, um, uh, strength and conditioning consultant that was attached to Namibia from World Rugby and he was outstanding in that type of thing asked some difficult questions He'd also been to the Rio Olympics with, with the GB cycling team. So there was wow. lots of, you know, there were lots of really interesting debates about what could go wrong, you know. Mm. Um, and, it, you know, it's very much like the, the present day. This is very much unseen, what, what, you know, the coronavirus environment yeah. we all find ourselves in now. But again, the reaction of everybody has been incredible when you, when you think about it. Uh, and it's all been, for me, it's been process-focused. Uh, and yeah. that's very important because you get process focus leads to action and then action leads to results. And that's the most yeah. in, important thing that, that we found in our qualification campaign. Going to places like Uganda where there's 30 people going and there's only food for 26 people. And how you improvise to make sure the right people, you know, the, the players are looked after, etc. And, you know, there's yeah. travel logistics. So it's, it's, it's all about controlling the controllables, as I say, yeah. and having that mindset to drive performance improvement. So is that, is that part of, you know, when you're saying the you know, scenario planning and the what ifs and the, uh, the, the, you know, the performance sort of elements there, is, is that sort of almost like saying, well, in order to achieve these, these, this element, ensure these outcomes, what must we do? And really get the guys thinking about what's the process that we're going to go along to actually get the outcome we want. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you mean by process? Yeah. No, no, no. I, th I think, you know, within rugby, we'll have a physical element, we'll have a mental skills element, which we're discussing here. There'll be a technical element in terms of individual skill development or small group development. And then you'll have a tactical element, which is, uh, which is the team, how the team plays, how the team is organised, how the team is disciplined. Is it disciplined? Is it adaptable? Are we at the right level of intensity? So all those type of things are very important, and they're the pillars that we grow our our sort of performance from. And and yeah. as long as, as I say, going back to controlling the controllables, that's what we ask people to do: make sure that you do your bit within that. You understand, you know, your good yeah. character and you have good intelligence within that, in order to be a good team man, as well as as yeah. as as dealing with your skill and your physical development and your mental strength. Yeah. So I guess if I'm if I'm sat at home, you know, with my family in lockdown in the UK, and uh, and I'm starting to feel a bit of pressure and panicking, then 
I suppose the advice there is to, to stop, isn't it, and think about, well, what, what outcomes do we want? Um, what's the process we need to get to those outcomes? And, uh, and what are the things that we need to focus on that we're in control of, I guess? Yeah, because I guess there's a lot there. You mentioned there about was it expectation, scrutiny, and consequences. I guess there's an interesting concept, isn't it, around the fact that it depends on your personality, how much they could affect you, really. So, yeah, the... You know, the expectations, you know, I'm the, uh, I don't know, I'm the breadwinner of the family and, and my income's not coming in. So I feel a lot of pressure from that. Um, you know, what will people think about me in terms of scrutiny? And then, you know, what, what, what are the consequences of, of having no money or being locked in in home or whatever? So, and I guess a lot, a lot of that is, I guess, would you say is that down to how you respond to those situations? Well, you know, without the shadow of a doubt, you know, without the shadow of a doubt, we... You know, if, if you take our situation, we had plenty of information, you know, regarding, you know, uh, individual uh, player development, like skill development under pressure, um, you know, whether it's out of the past when somebody's, you know, running at you very, very quickly when they're rushing at you, um, or it's, you know, what to eat, what, what, you know, what to drink, all that sort of thing. So there was always plenty of information. And then what we were going back to, again, is controlling the controllables. And, you know, taking that information on board, accepting information and then doing, you know, what you can do, you know, maximizing your potential by controlling those things and accessing that information. And and if you're at home today, if you look at, you know, there's a lot of information coming out of the government at the moment about about health, about, you know, washing your hands, for example, uh, regularly. You know, if you look at the Chancellor, I think he's, he's, he's shown outstanding uh, leadership skills in terms of, you know, if you're employed or if you're self-employed. So there's lots of information there and looking for that information and then applying that control the controllables. The all you can do is access your information and act accordingly, you know, uh, to look after yourself and your families. And, and and that's all you can do. You can't, you know, you can't worry about things you can't control. You can't worry about the future because nobody really has any idea. Uh, and, yeah. and you can't worry about the past, as I say. It's just making sure that you control what you can control today by accessing yeah. uh, whether it's information or whatever it might be that's available to you. Yeah, I know, I know we've worked together for the last sort of three or four years, haven't we, with the Leadership Athlete Masterclass. And one of the things you always talk about is, you know, it's the game in hand, isn't it? One game at a time. Let's take a step-by-step -step approach. Yeah, let's not, you know, even if you're in a tier one team, you're not thinking about winning the World Cup, are you? You're playing the next match. It's that that sort of, what's the performance we need to do now in order to get the outcomes we want? So it's interesting fact that. So I know we've talked in the past about your performance triangle. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that in terms of how that works? Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. I, I, we've we've one of the key things, uh, you know, to dealing with pressure is to have a structure. You know, the power of structure, structure is king. We've got all these sort of uh, yeah. statements that come out. You know, and that's where for me the performance triangle comes in, as it gives everybody a sense of direction and a sense of certainty as well. Uh, and and for us, it was made up of the following, you know, three key areas. One was was structure itself, if you like skills and their mindset so if you you know if you go clockwise around around the triangle you've got the structure at the top then you've got the skills which are fine and then you've got the mindset so you know the top of it is structure the bottom yeah. bottom right if you look at it uh, on a page um is is the skills and then the bottom left is a mindset and it's yeah. it's having those three things in place but more importantly it's 
it's contextualizing what those three things mean to you know mean to you. Uh, mm. And for example, again, we we'll go back to the, the preparation uh, for you know the Namibian team. You know, prior to the World Cup, and indeed in the World Cup, we were not, as I've said earlier, we were not fully professional, and therefore there were time restraints on players' availability uh, to to turn up for training. When we're in when you're in tournament, it was okay because they they give national uh, national colours, which means they can get national leave from from the government. Uh, so that was okay. But in the preparation, we really had to prioritise and manage outside uh, because of of those restrictions. And that's why we put this structure in place. Now, our goal was to be tier one test match ready. And what I mean by that is because, you know, Namibia, as I've said, not a, weren't a professional team and they were used to playing maybe 28 minutes of action during, during the game, ball in play. You know, we were asking them to go to a, to a tournament where it was 40 minutes. So, you know, there was, a, there was a 12 minute, maybe a 40 minute gap into what they were used to doing. So we needed to be test match ready, and it was basically preparing and be fit for purpose and be competitive at that global event. So we come up with a structure. The structure was a weekly preparation plan, and we themed all the days. So we had a learning day, which would normally be on a Monday. So we, you know, we'd learned on on what we'd done the previous week or the previous game, and then we looked at how we could implement that learning in in into the next uh, challenge. Then we looked at an intensity day. Which is which is real physical, very physically and mentally demanding. Then it was a transition day where we do a lot of individual learning, and that's where we do one-on-ones and that sort of stuff. Then we had a speed yeah. day on a Thursday, which was high high speed game speed, and then it was game rehearsal day. So we themed the week basically, and again, which gave the players direction, gave them certainty, gave them, gave them involvement, and then our skills were split into three areas of our game. Uh, individual skills, and then adaptability skills, and then more uh, structured skills, set piece skills, and then there was a mindset. We had the one percent theme, uh, which the players used to uh, take the Mickey out of me uh, for regularly. Used to call me Mr. One Percent in the end, but it was basically being better tomorrow than you were today. So again, it was about controlling your own performance uh, before you're looking at anyone or anything else. Uh, and that was important, you know, every slide I, I put up at the start of a, a meeting, which are only sometimes between seven and, and 15 minutes, uh, no no less, no longer. And it was always 1% was in a green box in the middle of the screen. So <laughs> that, was, that was important, but it was good, it was good fun because it the players kept themselves in check, you know. Have you done your yeah. 1% this day, which might mean doing a little bit of extra whether it's you know nutrition, whether it's resting, or whether it's basic skill work, you know, or 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 understanding the plan, the game plan. So those, those are the three things. So the structures of what I'm in a good weekly preparation plan. The skills, you know, prioritize the skills in terms of indi- individual, small unit, and team. And then the mindset was always trying to be better, you know, uh, tomorrow than you were today, basically. That that sounds great. So. So I, I, I'm guessing I'm, I'm relating that to the, the business world now because obviously yeah, we, you know, the work we do is about yeah, that connection from sport to business and the military aspect as well. I guess the structure, I guess, from a team point of view would be um, your, your team processes. Would it be like your, your drumbeat of the team? It would be the, the meeting structure, your ways of working, uh, your routines and rituals, I guess, and, and getting those in place. 
and I guess probably in, in today's environment, just with all going virtual, um, I guess that's changing. So, so a little tip there is to go back and and perhaps re reconfigure reconfigure the, the structure you've got in your team based on the context you're in. So how do we how do we get the right the right drumbeat uh, when we're working in a virtual world? So there's some stuff there. I guess the mindset and the learning piece is great, isn't it? Around um, you know, the other 1% uh, improvement and improving your skills regularly, and that's something that perhaps in the work environment we don't do enough of. You know, we heard a lot, don't we, in sport about marginal gains, and we talk about Clive Woodward there and, and their cycling team as well, India, that are famous for their growth, so don't leave the, the 1% stuff. And I guess the last bit there is about the mindset, which is probably you know, one of one of the key things that we've, we've talked about quite a lot around and took your concept of this red, red blue concept you mentioned earlier in the conversation around red and blue. So tell us a little bit more about what, what is red and blue and, and, and how does that play out in terms of helping people in, in tough conditions? Yeah, just, just summarizing, um, you know, the, the, the structure, it's all about Warren Gatlin would say, it's you know it's all about doing the things that that, that require no talent basically. So that that's you know, that's yeah. the key thing, and that's what the one percent is what about in 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 many ways. It's, it's work ethic. Um, but yeah, following on the the red to blue concept was was something we used when I first came across it. It was in two thousand five when we were at Leeds um, when I was a, the director of rugby at Leeds Tykes the first time around when uh, we were bottom of the league at Christmas and and and. And I, and I was doing work with the RFU Elite Coach Development Programme through Kevin Bowring, and we came across this uh, red to blue concept with a company called Gazing, uh, Gazing Performance, and it was it was really such a simple thing to use, particularly for some for rugby players who sometimes can have a short attention span in meetings. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was a very simple way of 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 getting everybody to stay on task not get diverted and again go back to controlling the controllables so the key points for it really and you, you can you can get a you can get a bit of a there's a map uh, a one page map which is everybody likes planning a page nowadays and this is a brilliant map and i've used it as i say nearly 15 years now and it's had great impact in in the teams i've coached and the key points really it's all about being able to identify pressure pressure as we discussed previously and thereafter deal with it effectively. Now, once you can, once you identify the pressure, the prime issue then is, is your control of attention and where that attention goes. So it could be blue thinking, uh, which is basically all about the process and being on task, focused on the job in hand, or it's been in the red, everybody knows the term red mist, uh, yeah. red thinking, and that basically goes into subjective thinking, you know, your past or your future focused, which means you're off task and you're diverting and you're not helping your team and you're certainly not helping yourself because you're not displaying, you know, the talents you need to do at any given moment to improve the team. So that that's where what the concept is really. It's a it's a map, it's a plan on a page, it recognizes pressure, then it helps you, uh, you know, control your attention into being in the blue rather than being in the red. And we we found it terrific. We 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 used it, you know, prior to the World Cup. We use it after the World Cup, um, and it really what, helps your team stay on task. What 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 sort of th what sort of exercises would you do to? Yeah, I love the idea of keeping in the blue. Um, and, and I guess a lot of teams are trying to get you in the red, aren't they, in terms of their tactics and their yeah you know, the the way they're playing and things like that and, and their 
the school duggery that goes on in the d deepest, darkest depths of rugby playing, I suppose. Um, what, what, um, what, what advice would you give in terms of, of how to keep in the blue? Because that's where your brain switches on. You're, you're in a peak performance mode, aren't you, in the blue, the blue area? So how do you stay there? Um, there's, there's, I think, I think, yeah, well, there are, there are copious amounts of exercises, but there are about six or seven that you can do within this, this red to blue concept. And one of them, one of them is called the, the three circle exercise. And, and what you basically do, you, you initially start by drawing two circles on a page, you know, one, 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 uh, one on the, one on the left, one on the right. And the one on the left is can control, the one on the right is can't control. So you put everything in circle one that you can control, and then you put everything in, in circle two that you can't control, you know, and, you know, circle one, you can control your own behavior, for example, it's quite easy, you know, you can, you know, you can control planning your, your daily schedule, for example. Now, if you go to the, the can't control, you can't, as we say, you can't control the weather, you know, sometimes you can't control the stock market, you can't control the referee in sport, for example. Um, and, it, and it's basically highlighting all those things you can and you cannot control. Now, when, you, when you've achieved that, you can draw an additional circle in the middle, which is can influence. And then what yeah. you look at is everything in, in the can't control box, you know, um, can you put it into the influence box? And, and if you can, you can move certain things across uh, from the can't control into the influence and then whatever is left in the current control box you can discard it you can forget about it because you have no control or even no influence it drives you mad if you keep thinking yeah. about things you can't yeah. control so yeah. that that's that's the really good exercise to, yeah. um, to get people into that mindset of controlling the controllables and influencing what they possibly can to be a good person to be you know to be a good employer to be a good employee, to be a good teammate, whatever it might be, that's a pretty good exercise. And quite, you know, there are quite a number more that we can that we can discuss in future time in follow-up sessions. But that is yeah. one that's pretty simple and very effective to do in order to get people to stay on task. Definitely, and yeah, we'll do some more uh, sessions like this where we can start to get into some of the tools and techniques for that. And uh, I think that's a really great concept. I like the idea of, of making it really clear around, well, is this red thinking over here that's going to really impact me and, and not be good? And is this blue thinking over here that's going to really help me? So how do, I, how do I stay there? And I like the idea of, of saying, okay, there's things over there that I can't control, but can I influence them? I think I really like that. And then I guess you then build strategies only about how to influence people. So I think that's, I think that's a fantastic concept and very simple, as you said, and the fact that's made a difference. So, so you um, you ended up winning the Power Gen Cup, didn't you? Using the technique, is that right? So you were bottom of the league, and then you you were climbed up and, and really well, is that right? Yeah, that, yes, it, it was it was quite amazing actually. We we I think we ended up winning. I think it was either eight or nine Premiership games, and and we won a few games, you know, away to places, you know, at places like Bath and and Gloucester. I remember getting a a bonus point win at the at Gloucester and and. Some of the, uh, the you know, amazing supporters in Gloucester and Bath, you know, in the West Country. Well, you know, they're, they're passionate about rugby all over England. But those, you know, those two clubs are amazing. And uh, we, uh, with some of the old shed supporters at Gloucester and Kingswell, stayed behind and clapped the team, which I was, I was quite impressed with actually, and uh, quite humbled yeah. by the fact that they recognised that we, you know, we were under a lot of pressure, and we actually, we actually went there and 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 beat, 
beat their team. So I was impressed with that. And that summed up the spirit of rugby as well for me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we went to Twickenham uh, and we were the first, you know, Yorkshire team to win that sort of um, Power Gen Cup uh, or wow. major trophy, which was, which was amazing. But a funny story, we, 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 we had the session with Martin uh, Finn, the, the chief executive of Gazing, um, uh, the previous week. And the following week, we had a, we had a meeting and uh, we had two Welsh boys, actually, who were very superstitious uh, lads, particularly about uh, about magpies. And if they yeah. saw one, they'd have, to go and, they'd have to go and try and find the second one. One for sorrow, two for joy type of thing. And uh, anyway, they were never, ever late for meetings, these two guys. And um, they burst into a meeting about five or six minutes late uh, and said, oh, sorry, 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 boys, sorry. Uh, we... We saw one magpie on the way to trade it and we had to go find the second one. <laughs> so we had to find two together. So when you're talking about control and the controllables, that actually nailed the concept for the team. The boys were falling around the bed, laughing and joking. But it was it was it was amazing how it actually then ah right, we we understand what you mean type of thing. Can't control yeah. where the magpie's gonna be obviously can you? but uh, anyway, it uh, it was a great uh, great story and uh, a great great uh, achievement by the team at the time, you know, but great yeah. help, you know, help, it was a great help having this type of concept to fall back on this framework. Yeah, definitely. I, I forgot to mention in the intro that you've obviously, you were played and picked for the Bulgarians as well. And I believe I'm right in saying that you scored the second best try ever. Is that right? On the, according to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's, that... a, it's, a, it's amazing sometimes when you keep following people. <laughs> Yeah. You could you could be the beneficiary of certain things. It was all the hard work was done by a lot, a lot of other people before me. I just I just had to put it down. But it was uh, it was you know it was it was good work, Rich. <laughs> yeah. And I guess yeah, playing for the Barbarians it gives you like um, a different type of pressure, doesn't it? Really. So it's um, obviously you've got players who don't normally play together, and you've got to come together very quickly. And and the whole concept is almost like having. Having a good time out there, isn't it? Supporting each other and the honour and the, the pride of being a barbarian. Well, that's right. You know, it's it's all about the history and the heritage. And you know, there's been some brilliant tries. You know, the most famous tries, the one Gareth Edwards scored. You know, in 1972 for the Barbers against New Zealand in Cardiff. That's that's arguably the most famous try. Yeah. And you know, it's a brilliant concept because you've got everybody from all over the world coming together. You get the same jersey. And the same pair of uh, shorts, but then you're allowed to wear your club socks. So you know you're honouring wow. the Barbarians, but you're also honouring the club that you you play for uh, week yeah. in week out. You know, and it's it's an amazing uh, concept. And when you do go and play, when you talk about pressure, and I mentioned expectation earlier, you know you're clearly told. Well, you've shown a video really of the history of the Barbarians, uh, so you realise straight away that you're part of something special. Uh, and then the key is, you know, the expectation is to live up to that legacy uh, and, 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 you know, and stamp your own legacy on it. So the, the players, although we have a good time and, you know, we have a few beers, which is not the normal build-up for international matches. <laughs> nowadays, nowadays in particular, you, you know, there is a personal pride for everybody that pulls that Barbarian jersey on to, you know, to leave, you know, to, to, to live up to the legacy. And that's... That's the expectation and where that pressure comes from when you put that jersey on. I think, I think that's the reason I mentioned that, because I think it's a really uh, important point in today, Bob, isn't it, where you know, we're, we're all working for organisations that we, we feel proud of and, and, and 
you know, the particular context at the moment in terms of us all working from home and, and in lockdown, I think sometimes as leadership leaders, it's very easy to get transactional and forget about the purpose and forget about the prize and forget about the words you use their legacy, isn't it really? And how do we, how do you unite people who are working from home around around the world uh, in a virtual world? Uh, and how do we unite that? And I think you mentioned there around the history, the legacy, the principles, the concept, the purpose of it are all good things, aren't they? That we sometimes can forget about and uh, we get caught up in you know the the red dots on our you know, scorecards and the KPIs and things like that, don't we? Where yeah, sometimes the, the the important stuff is is key. What um, if we obviously time is, is flowing now? There's some really great insights there. My my head is buzzing now with lots of ideas and thoughts that that people can go away and use. What would be your your final three tips, Phil, to to give to people who are perhaps at home under pressure, uh, in the difficult situation? Um, I don't know. There might be uh, locked in the house, the flat and under where they've got kids, dogs, pets, all that sort of stuff. And what advice would you give them? What sort of top three tips would you say in terms of being able to stay in control and, and release the pressure? I think, firstly, if you if you if you're a leader, I think it's important that you know leaders are, uh, are visible during this time, and there are virtual ways that you can connect with the employees. Because the key thing for people, you know, if you're a leader, is to make sure that. Your, your 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 people feel you know valued. They have a sense of belonging. There's there's control there, and there's safety there. And that's important for a leader during this period. I think to be visible and get those messages out there, so people feel, uh, you know, all those four things. They do feel valued. You know, they do feel a sense of belonging. They're not getting left behind. That sort of stuff. And if if you're an individual, for me, again, going back to control and the controllables is creating a routine. Uh, during the course of the day, you get up, you have a shower, your breakfast, you can go for your daily exercise, you know, following the government's advice and working, you know, around their advice to create a routine. And I like to chunk the day up into a variety of tasks sort of to alleviate boredom as well, because I'm quite a yeah. busy person. I don't like sitting around, but so, you know, I'll have, I'll, and, and I like to use an alarm on my, on my iPhone, for example, use my alarm. And it, it time limits the tasks throughout the day. So you can totally focus on any one task at any one time, you know, whether it's exercising or whether it's reading, you know, whether it's talking to, to Graham Wilson or whatever it might be, talking to your yeah. wife or reading, whatever it might be. I think it's important you have a routine and you can chunk, you can chunk the tasks up during the course of the day. Uh, and you can learn a lot, you know, during these periods. Um, and that's what I would do, create a routine, and then, you know, for me, using, you know, using an alarm to time limit the tasks in order to be totally focused at any one time and then move on to the next one. And, you know, this could be a really uh, life changing experience, not just for, for everyone, for, you know, for the world, I think, the way that things are going and, and people have got to you know, try and stay connected and try and stay busy in a focused and, and controlled way during a difficult time. Um, and you know, it's important to heed the advice of, a, of our government and, and look after our brilliant NHS uh, people and all the key workers that are the country moving. Yeah, some some great advice there, I think, Phil, in terms of, yeah, caring for each other, supporting each other. I mean, you're right there, the NHS are just doing an incredible job, aren't they? I know there's lots of volunteers working there as well, and it's just amazing, amazing what they're doing. And uh, I think, you yeah, know, Hats off to them, and I loved that. Uh, it was last night, wasn't it? At eight o'clock, the, their claps and, and the support around the nation was amazing. So that's that's incredible. And I like the idea then of you know, in, in times of 
uh, the fogginess, I guess, and, and lack of clarity, it, it gets some routines and structure in place. Uh, and I think that's going to really help, isn't it, really? And getting that balance around, you mentioned there, didn't you, about talking to family, um, you talked about um, your health and fitness and well-being as well. And I think those sort of things will, will really help us on the going forward. So that's, um, that's got some insights there. So I like my, my head's thinking now and I'm buzzing around what I'm going to do. And I guess my advice to people watching this would be to perhaps have a little think and, and think about what are the key insights that came out from the conversation with Phil and Phil's ideas there and perhaps pick one or two of them. You know, no more than three ideas and go out there and, and start to play with them. We'll, uh, we'll share more stuff when we fill around the red, blue stuff and some of the tools and techniques uh, in, in a later session. So watch out for those. But so can I say a, a big thank you? It's uh, wonderful seeing you in your home. I've noticed there's some quite nice uh, memorabilia on the wall up there behind there. I don't know what that red shirt is up there. What's that then, Phil? Yeah, that, that's the most important shirt in the world, Dad. That's my Welsh jersey. That is all my appearances. But anyway, it's only some little special mementos, really, which uh, which have been a key. I've got to keep them in one room. I'm not a, I'm not allowed um, to put them anywhere else. In the house. So, yeah. so they're confined yeah. to my uh, to my to my man cave here. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Caroline won't let you put them anywhere else. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, a big a big thank you from me. It's been great talking to you. Obviously, we'll we'll carry on talking and sharing more ideas. But uh, wish you and your family well, and uh, obviously keep strong, keep safe, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch soon. Cheers, mate. Likewise. Thanks so much. Stay safe, everyone. Cheers. Thanks. A big thank you for listening to the Leadership Laid Bear podcast with me, Graham Wilson. For more information on our guest leader and to find out how we can support you, check out the links in the description and look out for our next leadership podcast. Remember, leadership is all about taking action. Make sure you connect and apply the lessons learned. Have fun and bye for now.